Welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Good afternoon. My name is Chris Borda, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness, coming to, from, to you from this very chilly Tuesday afternoon in Burlington, Connecticut. I hope everybody's start to the new year has been great. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say today. Uh, it's a topic that I think you'll find interesting because at this time of the year, people are thinking about weight loss as one of their resolutions and one of their goals. And um, I thought I would give you some insight on how to get off those last few stubborn pounds. Why is it that people can't lose those last few stubborn pounds? And I'll give you a couple of reasons today because I, I hear it all the time. I can't lose weight like I used to. Well, obviously you can't lose weight like you used to because you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s. You're not in your 20s anymore. You don't have as much muscle mass as you used to have. You don't move around as much as you used to. You don't eat like you used to when you were younger, okay? Could it be because I'm eating too many carbs? They ask me, what do you think of the keto diet? Is it a good way to drop a few pounds? Why can't I do something as simple as shed these last few pounds? And people are frustrated. They want to lose this extra few pounds, last few pounds, but they don't know how, they don't understand what the body's doing, why that can't happen. Well, first thing to understand here is this. Weight loss is not simple. If it was, it wouldn't be a $78 billion industry in 2019. It's hard, okay? It's hard, it takes a lot of focus. You may have heard this simple equation that a pound of fat equals about 3,500 calories or 3,500 calories. And to lose one pound of body fat each week, you'd have to simply knock off 500 calories. Whether you're burning 500 calories more from exercise or you're going to um, decrease your caloric intake by 500 calories or some combination of those two things. Well, it's, this problem isn't just a simple mathematical approach to weight loss, okay? It doesn't work like that. It doesn't hold true. It's not that simple. The body is smarter than that. If it was true, chronic dieters would be shriveled up and they would disappear by now. There would be nothing left of them. And then that's just not the case. Weight loss is not just a simple mathematical equation. Yes, you need to have a caloric deficit, whether it's from fewer calories or more exercise or a combination of both things, but it's not that simple. Our body adapts to these famines. They, our body tries to conserve. It gets used to when we reduce its, its calories. And when food, is, when food is scarce from a diet or famine or whatever it might be, the body conserves energy. Your metabolism slows down. Your spontaneous movement lessens. You don't want to move as much. And at the same time, body says, hey, you know what? I'm not eating enough. It wants to increase your calories. Your appetite increases. Thus, eating less or dieting takes a persistent effort. It's hard work. And it needs to be an extreme focus. And the greater the energy deficit, the greater the caloric deficit, okay, and the greater the weight loss, the greater the, the, greater the increase in your, your calories. Pardon me, the greater the increase in your appetite. So you eat less, you reduce those calories, next thing you know, you want to eat more. It's a challenge. It becomes more and more challenging. 
and most people are unwilling or unable to sustain this long-term effect of dieting with a caloric reduction of, let's say, 25% of your calories. It's just very difficult to do. And most people who diet gain the weight back. So like for a typical female, they might need 2,400 calories to maintain their weight. Now, I know that sounds crazy. I know like 2,400 calories. I would never eat 2,400 calories. Well, you probably need more calories to maintain your weight than you think you do. Well, let's just say that number is 2,400 calories out there, okay? Now you're going to reduce your calories to 1,800 cal 1800 calories to lose some fat, right? To lose some weight. From what I've experienced over the years, there's a magic number that's inevitably self-imposed of 1,200 to 1,500 calories. I can't eat more than 1,200 calories. I can't eat more than 12. What are you talking about 1,800 calories? You need to eat. You actually need to eat to lose, and people find that out when they come in w into any of our programs that we tell them to eat. You come to my door, I'm telling you, eat five, six meals a day because we want to keep the metabolism going. So when you get down to 1,200 calories, no wonder you fail. No wonder your diet fails. The stricter the diet, the hungrier you are. The bigger the backlash. And eventually, you're not going to be able to maintain that. You're going to start to, you're going to, you're going to binge, whether it's ice cream, chips, whatever it might be, but you're going to binge, and you're not going to be able to maintain it for the long term. Any kind of nutritional change that you make, you need to make one that you can maintain over the long haul. If not, you're just going to regain the weight back. So dieting alone, okay, puts the body in a catabolic state where it wants to eat away at your muscle, not at the fat. Eating away at the muscle lowers your metabolism more and more and more. So you want to eat, and you want to make sure that you're getting enough protein in so that you don't destroy your metabolism. Now, I'm often asked, is keto the answer? What if I just do a keto or paleo diet or some other kind of diet, some kind of training diet just for a bit and then go back to eating normally? <laughs> that doesn't work either because what's eating normally? When dieters have actually managed to successfully lose some weight, muscle, and some fat, they can't go back to the eating the way they used to eat. These dieters need fewer calories to support their lighter body weight. They weigh less, so they need fewer calories. If they go back to the way they were eating, they're going to eat too many calories, and they're going to gain the weight back. They're going to probably gain more back than they, than they did before, than what they weighed before, because their metabolism is slower, and they're going to just, well, you know what, have more fat on you than before. You see that yo-yo dieting effect before. We've talked about it before. Every time we lose that muscle, we, we gain it back, and we gain more fat back, yet we have the same amount of muscle, so our metabolism is slower. So for like every kilogram of 2.2 pounds of fat of weight loss, a dieter requires about 25 fewer calories per day. So if a dieter loses 10 kilograms or 22 pounds, I'm trying to keep it simple here for my math, 10 kilograms or 22 pounds, they need about 250 calories fewer per day to maintain their reduced weight. So if they went back to the way they were eating, it's going to be 250 calories more than where they're at. And next thing you know, Unfortunately, you're going to gain the weight back. And appetite-regulating hormones nudge them to the point where you eat more than that. This gets to be a tiring fight. <laughs>
And most folk, folks, most people lose the battle of the bulge. So really the bottom line here is preventing weight gain in the first place is far simpler than actually trying to reclaim it to try to get back to a form of physique, trying to lose that weight off. It's, it's a challenge. It's hard. It's hard. And that's one reason why you hear us talk about strength training here all the time because with the strength training, you can maintain that fat loss, not weight loss, fat loss. Because your metabolism, you don't lose your metabolism. So if keto and paleo, they aren't the answer, then obviously it's got to be carbs. That's the way people think. Get rid of those carbs, reduce those carbs. Yeah, you want to get rid of starchy carbohydrates. You want to get rid of those muffins, cakes, things like that, all that processed stuff. But if you could lose weight by cutting carbohydrates but not calories, okay, what actually would happen? Diet gurus have promised this for years that that's why so many people on the keto diet, that if you just get rid of these carbs, this is what's going to happen. And anti-carbers claim high-carb diets lead to excess insulin secretion, hunger, uh, excessive eating, and fat gain. And low-carb dieters, they tout to reduce insulin, hunger, and promote easy fat loss. Again, it's just not that simple. It's just not that easy. Despite the popular belief, simply knocking off starchy carbohydrates and eating sugary foods does not guarantee weight loss unless it creates an energy deficit. So if you, if you decrease those things, if you get rid of the breads, the pastas, greens, and you just throw in more foods, okay, some more proteins and fats, there's not an energy deficit. It's not going to work. So uh, that, let's say you eliminate a serving of rice from your dinner. You knock off 200 calories, okay? But does the dieter then indulge in a pint of sugar-free ice cream or a keto bomb? Carb-free equals calorie-free attitude easily wipes away out any deficit created by cutting out carbs. And there's research that does not support this carb-insulin theory that carbs can lead to fat. This, this research indicates subjects in a metabolic ward who ate as much as they desired of a high 75% high-carb, high-glycemic index diet that spiked blood glucose and leads to high levels of insulin did not gain body fat. Every single subject eating at the high-carb, insulin-low-fat diet ate fewer calories than when they ate the low-carb, low-insulin keto diet with a very low insulin secretion. So carbs are not inherently fattening. If carbs are fattening, okay, then the people in Asian countries who eat a bowl full of rice every day would be obese. So it's just not the case. You need carbohydrates carbohydrates we'd like you to get them from your fruits and your vegetables and we want to make sure that you're loading up on some protein so because right now I'm attempting to lose some fat myself for the race in May I'm trying to take in protein at every single meal I'm trying to take in one gram of protein 
per pound of fat, uh, pardon me, per pound of body weight. So one gram of protein per pound of body weight and what my goal weight is. So I'm taking about 165 grams of protein a day. It's, it's hard. I'm working towards that. So if carbs is a fattening, what is? Okay, so the increase in obesity in the United States correlates well with an increase in uptake or intake of ultra-processed foods. Cookies, soda, ramen noodles, all the processed stuff that's out there, okay? And researchers have actually looked at the impact of two weeks of an ultra-processed convenience food diet versus two weeks of a homemade natural food diet. And the menus were very carefully designed to be equally tasty. So both menus tasted good. The subjects reported no difference in pleasantness, pleasantness, pleasantness between them. So the people ate it, they liked the foods. They ate as much as they desired. With the ultra-processed diet, the subjects consumed five, approximately 500 more calories per day compared to the unprocessed diet. People who ate the processed food ate approximately 500 calories more. They gained weight during these two weeks, and they lost weight without even trying to do so when they went to the unprocessed diet. Because both diets offered the same amount of sugar, carbs, and fats, those nutrients did not drive the weight gain. So what's going on? Well, honestly, researchers exactly don't know why but until they do know why, the best bet is to limit your ultra-processed foods. Let's eat as clean as we can. And keep this in mind, you need to adjust. So when we're talking about those last few pounds, what you did to get to that point, you can't continue to do that to get to the next spot, to lose those extra few pounds. You need to adjust. You need fewer calories. You might have to reduce your calories a little bit more because you've you've lowered the amount of calories your body needs to maintain its weight because you've had some weight loss. So you need to jump on some type of in-body scan where it's going to tell you the difference between your fat and your muscle and, and realize what the ultimate goal is, what a possible goal is, what's a realistic goal, and work off of that. So every couple of weeks you need to adjust and take a look at what's working and what's not working. Again, it might be an increase in some exercise. It might be increasing just doing some activity outside of exercise, like increasing your, your steps up to 10,000 steps a day on top of your exercise. It could be making sure you're not drinking enough water. It could be things like stress. It could be things like lack of sleep. So you really need to reevaluate because what got you to those last few pounds, those stubborn pounds that won't come off, you may have to change what you're doing to be able to get those last few pounds. And take a look at it, try to change one thing. If it works, you know that was it. If it doesn't work, you're gonna have to take a look at something else, try something else. Don't try too many things at one time because you won't, you won't know what works and what's not working. So that's how you get these last few pounds off, these stubborn pounds. You don't wanna just go on some kind of crash crazy diet because you're not gonna be able to maintain it. And you're going to go back to the way you're eating before and your metabolism will slow down. So make sure to scientifically look at what's going on. Sit back and say, okay, this is what got me here, but I'm stuck. I can't get these last few. What can I do to change that? Do I need to increase my exercise? 
do I need to change my strength training routine? Am I doing the same thing over and over and over again? Do I, does that need to be some kind of change so I get adapt again? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I drinking enough water? Am I de-stressing? Can I cut my calories just a little bit? Am I getting enough protein? To make sure that I maintain that muscle mass. So there's a lot of different factors there. I'm sure if you take a look at those factors, you'll be able to figure out how I can get rid of those last few stubborn pounds, those last few pieces of fat on your body. So I hope this helps out. I know we're at the beginning of weight loss season, per se. Um, we'll be running a fat loss challenge in February. February 15th, we're going to have a kickoff. We're not right quite ready yet to announce all the particulars, but just keep your eyes out and look for that. Um, but this will give you some ideas as you're going along here, and maybe you've started your resolution, and where, what's today, the 11th? We're two weeks into it, and it's, you're not budging anywhere. What can you do to change? Those are some things you can take and look at to change. Maybe you're successful, and towards the end of the month, you're starting to slow down a little bit, or it's not happening. Those are some things to look at to help you change, to get those last few pounds off. Always, if you want some knowledge, you want some information, you want some help with that, get a hold of us down here at Yes Fitness. It's something that we do often with people, especially people over 40, uh, help them with these fat loss goals. So I want to thank you again for watching this evening. I hope it was helpful. And uh, you can look for me again next Tuesday about 3.30 with more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. And thanks for watching.